everybody, you're listening to the Ride Life Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk all about mountain biking for the ladies. More specifically about your health, how to ride better, and be stronger. I'm your host, Liz. I'm an active mountain biker and doctor of physical therapy. I'm also owner of the Ride Life. It's a small company providing online fitness for women mountain bikers. Let's get into today's episode. Now, before we get started, I want to let you know about our free Facebook group, Mountain Biking Ladies. It's where I do a live training each week, breaking things down you didn't know about mountain biking and your health. It's where you can ask questions to me personally, and I'll give you personalized feedback. So if that interests you, join the group, and let's dive into today's episode. Hello, hello, ladies. What is going on? So last couple episodes, we've talked about motor control. We've talked about how you're using your body more efficiently and how these things tie together. We talked about the shoulder blade. Now let's talk about your core. So your core is a huge component of how your body moves efficiently, how you're able to use and utilize other muscles around it, what your stable base is. So everything kind of ties back in to your core, especially on the bike. Whenever you're standing and walking and running, a lot of that stable base ties in from the fact that you are on the ground and that you're planted in through there. And so it goes up through your legs, through your core, into your your head and your arms. Well, on the bike, it's a little bit different because your feet are planted, your hands are planted, and sometimes your butt is. But the thing that kind of correlates all those things together, because you're on a mobile platform now, because you're your hands can wiggle side to side, forward and back. Like when you turn the bars, your feet are obviously moving and then your butt is on the saddle, which is on two wheels. All of those aren't necessarily stable bases. They are and they aren't, they're mobile. Um, They do have a platform that you can rest on, but it has to translate force to and from, back and forth, side to side, front and back, rotationally. And all of those play such a big, important part of where they kind of come in together and combine. So if I want to move my legs, then my arms all of a sudden and my my butt all of a sudden becomes my stable base. If I want to move my arms, then all of a sudden my butt and my legs become part of my stable base. And how that all correlates together is through your core. Like, guys, I could talk about the core for like a full weekend course like eight hours, maybe even, maybe even like three days, man, like there's just so much information here and so much good stuff about it. And also how it baseline works, why we have so many like core specific things, why we have so much trouble actually using it, actually finding it, utilizing it, understanding if we are using it, having issues if we're not, back pain, hip issues, hip tightness, neck issues, shoulder issues, all that stuff like relates back to your core a lot of times. Um, they've done a couple case studies or a couple research studies talking about baseball players and pitchers more so because they're an easier population to study. And baseball players can have issues in a shoulder, like the throwing shoulder. You're like, okay, duh. Well, they also have opposite hip weakness and it correlates back through your trunk slings, through how your core actually works through that diagonal plane, using your obliques, using the rest of other, how your shoulder muscles and your hip muscles kind of correlate and work together. And if you strengthen the other opposite hip and the core, 
then the other, sh the, the throwing shoulder gets a whole lot better. It decreases the stress on it. And this same idea and same concept can be related back over to mountain biking, especially to us ladies. So if we need to be stronger in a specific area, one of the easiest ways to increase strength, to increase control, to increase motor efficiency, muscle working, is to work on your core. It's like the single most important thing that you can work on through it all. And it gives you so much bang for your buck. So 15 minute workouts, perfect. Work on different areas, work on rotational plane stability, work on things that you have to rotate through or that have a rotational force on you and you are not moving. So it's an anti-rotation. So you are trying to resist the rotation. So how does all this play a role into what we're talking about motor control? Well, we tend to get into patterns. We tend to compensate. We tend to not listen to our bodies like we talked about before. And we just get the task done. Oh, I'm gonna do this ab exercise. I'm gonna just gonna raise my leg about six inches off. I'm gonna flutter kick. I'll put my hands underneath my butt to help me. I'm sure there's a lot of you guys listening. They're like, oh yeah, that's part of my routine. Well, what do you feel working when you're doing that? Do you feel your low back? Do you feel your hip flexors? Do you feel your neck tightening up? Do you actually feel your core? You're like, yeah, I feel all of those, core included. Well, great. It still means that you're using a lot of other muscles that actually don't need to be working that much. A lot of times people think, well, if I have my legs reaching out and I'm on my back, I'm supposed to be using my hip flexors. Like, yeah, you are technically, but do you actually, are you actually supposed to feel them working? So you lift your legs up every day, all day long, all day. Like to take a step, you have to lift your leg up. And so think about it. Should you actually feel it if you're lifting your leg up and you're on your back? Not a whole lot. You shouldn't feel it stressing and straining there unless you're thinking about that you're not using your core how you're supposed to, or if it's too hard of an exercise for you. Same thing for your back, because your back will tighten up, your back will lock in to help support your trunk, support your, your main part of your body, and how it contracts is it arches. And if you are trying to support yourself and you're feeling that back arching, and you're feeling it mostly there and not as much in the front, then, and you're doing an ab exercise, ab specific exercise, and you don't feel it as much in your abs, you're probably doing it too hard. And unless you pay attention, unless you actually listen to your body, unless you actually are feeling what's going on, to know that you need to do an easier exercise, you won't. All of a sudden you'll just be like, well, I just have this back tightness and it's always there. That's just my normal. Oh, well, I always have this hip tightness. That's always there. That's my normal. I just need to stretch more. I, I just need to stretch. Well, yeah, stretching's not bad by any means. Mobility is a really good thing. But you main thing of why like X marks a spot of where like where you need to change is the fact that you need to back off your exercises a little bit. And until you realize what muscles you're actually using in the exercise, you won't realize that you need to change. You won't realize that, okay, well, maybe I do need an easier exercise. I do need an exercise that actually works my core. So I recently put out some exercises and they're really easy ab exercises, really easy. Like one is just like a, a pelvic tilt on your hands and knees. 
And you'd be surprised how many people feel that so much more than doing like a six inch leg hold or a leg flutter or reaching out their legs or doing a V up. And they are so confused, like this is such an easier exercise. Why am I feeling this? Well, it's because it's actually easy enough for your brain trust your abs to actually complete the task, to complete the, what, the challenge at hand. Because if it's too hard, then your brain says, oh, those guys can't handle it. They can't do it. I need to tie in and get other muscle groups to come over and help out. Because your, your core's not, the core's not strong enough. To complete this task, to make this movement happen, to make this exercise happen, I need other muscle groups to help. I need hip flexors. I need back muscles. I need these other things to help kick in, take over, and make sure this job gets done. Because this job is what I need to do. I need to do this exercise. I need to do that six inch hold. That's what, that's the task that's been put on me. So I need to make sure I complete it. And so then your body figures out, out a way, your body figures out a way to do it and makes it happen. But it's not always the best to just make something happen. It's always the best to just make sure that you get things done. You need to focus in, you need to tie in to what your body actually is telling you. If you feel your back tightening, if you feel your, your hip flexors working too much, it's probably a harder exercise than what you need. Or it's that you're not able to tie in and actually use your core. You don't know how to turn it on. You don't know what to do to make that connection happen. And so then before you can actually do the other exercises, you need to relate back into what is turning my abs on? Like, what is that? And sometimes it's just adding in a, like a little bit of a breath. If you make like a t sound or breathe out pretty forcefully, just do it right now. Just breathe out really forcefully. Then you should feel your, your core kick in. You should feel that. If you are trying to do something that your core does not want to kick into, then it's not going to. Or if your body says, oh, my core's not strong enough to, then it's going to compensate. It's going to use other things. It's going to use more of your hip flexors. It's going to use more of your back muscles. And that's going to perpetuate some issues for you. It's also going to set you up for failure for other areas of your body, like your hips, like your back, like your shoulders, like your neck, because we need these things working together. We need this efficiently working as a team versus one area, then another area. And just your core muscles like kicking back with their feet up on the couch. being like, oh, just sit, hang out. You don't need me anymore. I, I don't need this. And that's where that comes into being a problem. And using these guys, understanding if you are using them in your exercises is one of the first and biggest components of this. Do you have an issue where you are doing too hard of exercises? Are you able to tie into them when doing other exercises? Like you should feel your abs when you're doing your deadlifts. You should feel your abs when you're doing these other things. You should feel it when you're on your bike. If you don't feel it when you're, feel your core working at all, when you're on your bike, then you should be doing, like you're doing something wrong. Like you should be feeling at work. It doesn't need to be like 110%, like a full on brace, but it does need to be working. And that's, those are signs and clues on whether or not you're utilizing these guys correctly, especially in your training, your off the bike stuff. That will help you so much more with on the bike. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be like these fancy exercises. And a lot of times 
those fancy ones are the ones that get you in trouble. They're the ones that, that lead you down that wrong path of too much hip tightness, lead you down the wrong path of making your back hurt. Those are huge components within this. But the first one is, is knowing, as I talked about earlier, whether or not you're using your core, whether or not you're using these muscles. So use that breath out. Think about your core when you're doing an actual ab exercise. Are you using anything else? Or do you need more focus? Do you need more control? It's one of the biggest reasons why in my core crushers program online, I have, I have levels. I have a hip flexor popping level, getting ready to have a pelvic floor component to it as well. And all the way up to level five. So hip flexor levels one, two, three, four, five. You test into your level on how you feel and how strong your core is. So then you know that you're doing the exercises that are best for your body and not things that are too hard, not things that are overwhelming. And you can have things like if you're really freaking tired, you can drop back a level. Making sure that you understand the, the best things that you can do for your body. And you can tie that over to your training right now. Like think about what exercise you're doing. A V-up is an excessively hard exercise. How we target, how we think about the core, how we weight it, how we load it, is that we extend things out farther from our central point of the core. So the farther out that we reach our legs, the harder the exercise. The more movement of those guys farther out away from us, the harder the exercise. Going and doing like, if you're on your back and you're just like marching a leg up, that's pretty easy. But now put that same leg out, leg straight, knee straight, now do the same like movement and it's a whole lot harder. And same thing, you can do the same thing with your arms. If you're on your back, reach a, a weight over your head. The farther out that you, that you reach that weight, the more that your core has to control. And then also this caveat of your core is not just your abs. It's not, it's a ton of different things put together. It's your back muscles put in with that. It's just the need to work as a team, not have your back muscles do all of it. It's your pelvic floor, um, part that makes you where you can stop peeing, the part that makes it where you can relax and actually pee. All of that, it's your diaphragm put into it. It's part of your intercostal muscles, like you're in between your ribs. All of those things tie in and are part of what your core is. It's part of your trunk and part of that stability. So think about your exercises the next time you're doing them and make sure you're doing them correctly. Make sure you're using the right muscles and make sure you're getting the most bang for your buck. Because if you're doing a core exercise routine, which so many of my clients come into me, they're like, oh, well, I do, I do so much core. I should be really good there. I do a ton of core, ton. I should be good, but I still feel weak. And it's because they're doing exercises that are actually perpetuating their issues. They're perpetuating everything. So think about that and I will talk to you guys soon. Next time we are gonna be talking about some of the butt muscles and how they relate. And they relate hugely to your core. They relate, it's, you talk about how you get your butt to work, it's literally tied into how your core functions. So we'll talk about that next time and I hope you guys enjoy and have a wonderful day. Well, that wraps up another episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please subscribe and also check out the Mountain Biking Ladies Facebook group. Hope you have a wonderful day.